Hey, welcome to a gluten-free podcast, the show where we'll be exploring all things gluten-free. I'm your host, Ben. Whether you have celiac disease like me, you're gluten-free for other reasons, or you just want to learn more about the gluten-free diet, then this podcast is for you. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of a gluten-free podcast. This is a weekly show where I sit down with people and talk about some really helpful and inspiring things that they're doing in the gluten-free community, and I also share my own story of having celiac disease and being gluten-free along the way. Before we get into things today, I would, as always, like to acknowledge this land of Gundungurra country, otherwise known as the Southern Highlands of New South Wales, Australia, where my family and I are lucky enough to live on, and also where I'm currently recording this right now. It's the land of the Gundungurra people, and they are the true custodians of this land. I'd like to acknowledge the stories, traditions, and living cultures of all Indigenous elders, past, present, and emerging. Also, I am not a medical professional myself, but joining me and marketing specialist at Celiac Australia, Emily Monaco, on the podcast today will be Penny Delsberger, who is Health Advocacy Officer at Celiac Australia and an accredited dietitian, and she'll be talking all things health and health-related research. But we'd just like to remind you to always seek out your own personal medical advice when it comes to doing anything to your health or diet. All right, let's get into the episode today. Good morning, Penny and Emily. Thanks for joining me here today. Good morning, Ben. Thank you for having us. What's uh, what's happening at Celiac Australia at the moment in the in the health department, Penny? We had um, we've had some questions recently. I think it also is along the lines of a question that you received from one of your listeners um, around lactose intolerance and how that can be associated with celiac disease. So I thought yes. that might be a good one just to cover off today because it is quite interesting and something especially for those that are newly diagnosed to be aware of because um, it can impact on your recovery I guess. Um, so we know that lactose is the carbohydrate or the sugar that we find naturally in milk and some other dairy products. Um, so those with lactose intolerance they don't produce enough lactase which is the enzyme that digests the lactose. Um, and that results in the maldigestion of that lactose and that results in various symptoms like pain, uh, bloating, wind, diarrhea, often symptoms that people would experience um, with celiac disease as well. Um, so in those that have untreated celiac disease, so perhaps you're not diagnosed yet or you're very early on in your diagno diagnosis, the, the production of that lactase can be affected um, because they're actually, it's actually produced on the tips of those little villi that line the surface of our bowels that are damaged when we have celiac disease. Um, so if we don't have enough of that lactase, we end up with a bit of a lactose intolerance. And ultimately, if your lactose intolerance is due to your celiac disease, once you are on your gluten-free diet, your body has a chance to heal um, then that allows that lactase production to return to normal and the lactose, lactose intolerance will usually resolve. So that's the, the good news. Um, that can take a little bit of time, so you do need to be patient. But I guess it's just something to keep in mind um, if you've gone gluten-free um, because of your celiac disease diagnosis and you're finding that those sort of gastro symptoms are not resolving as quickly as you would like, then it is something just to keep in mind and chat to your doctor about could it be because of a bit of a lactose intolerance. Um, I guess it's also important to remember that 
lactose intolerance is fairly common and it can occur independently of celiac disease. So, um, and of course, that will be something that will persist despite your gluten-free diet if that's the case. So something to keep in mind. Just another really important point that um, I really like to make when we're talking about lactose intolerance if you do find that you have a lactose intolerance and you need to limit the amount of lactose in your diet, you don't have to avoid all dairy foods. So don't go cutting out all your dairy because that's really important for your calcium um, calcium intake. So there's lots of different tips and things that you can try um, to make sure you're still getting plenty of calcium even if you do have to reduce or avoid um, your lactose. And we've got a bit of fact sheet um, on our website in the members section. So that's got some good tips in there about how to achieve that. Um, it's also important that you do speak to a dietitian and your doctor about whether this is a, a possibility for you and how to manage it um, in your diet as well. Great. Yeah. And I'll put that fact sheet in the show notes of this episode too, so people can um, read that if right. they need to find out a little bit more about that. But yeah, thanks for clearing that up. It's something that everybody sort of on the gluten-free diet or if they have celiac disease, I know it's a it's a big question in yeah, the community. Yeah. So uh, another question that we had was concerns on the gluten-free diet not being good for you in regards to grains, et cetera. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a bit of a widespread misconception, if you like, that gluten the gluten-free diet is healthier, um, a healthier diet or a healthier way to eat. Um, that's certainly not always the case. It can be if it's well managed, um, but it, a gluten-free diet is not something that we would recommend unless you have celiac disease or another medical need for a gluten-free diet. Um, I guess the point with any restricted diet, as soon as you take something out of the diet, especially when we're talking gluten, it sort of affects a whole food group, if you like, with those grains. Um, it does have the potential to increase the risk of malnutrition or missing out on important things. Um, so the gluten-free diet certainly can be healthy, but it does. it is important to manage that transition to gluten-free um, properly, um, and that can involve obviously information we have available, but it, again, it's important to speak to a dietitian with experience in this space um, who can help it mani manage it for you individually because everybody is a little bit different in what they need and in their preferences. Um, in terms of grains specifically, obviously that's the biggest biggest impact um, that going gluten-free will have. Um, so often this comes back to fibre basically and also the glycemic load or the quality of the carbohydrates that we're eating. So when we take out high-fibre, high-protein, really nutritious grains like wheat, which is actually quite um, a really nutritious grain, um, we replace it with things like rice or, or corn and potato-based um, flours, and they've got significantly lower fibre and lower protein content than um, other gluten-containing grains. So an important consideration is how do we replace that fibre? And certainly you can look at some alternative grains that are a bit higher in protein and have better, better fibre levels, so things like your quinoa um, and your amaranth and things like that. Um, but also making sure that you are making up for that that shortfall with plenty of fruit and vegetables, your legumes, your nuts and seeds, um, and also making sure you're getting plenty of fluid as well because you need that for everything to work properly. Um, but, yeah, certainly going gluten-free, it can be a difficult transition, but it is possible 
for it to be healthy and to get everything that you need. But, yeah, it's an important thing to consider when you're making that change. Absolutely. Thanks, Penny, for answering those questions. That's great. And, Emily, what else is happening at Celiac Australia at the moment? This weekend, which is the the 28th and 27th of August, three days to go, we've got the Perth Gluten-Free Expo. So that's a market-style event, um, and that's being held at the Tom Wilding Pavilion at the Claremont Showgrounds in Perth. So if you haven't purchased your tickets yet, there's still time. Uh, So please head to our glutenfreeexpo.com.au forward slash Perth Expo website. Um, you really don't want to miss out. Uh, we've got a awesome range of gluten-free exhibitors, food vendors. There's some cooking demonstrations that go, that's going to take place and an impressive and diverse list of expert speakers. There's really so much to do and something for everyone. So please come along and visit us. And if you do come, also come say hi at the Celiac Australia stand. We'd love to to have a chat to you. So that's happening this weekend. Um, another exciting thing happening this weekend um, for our members is the September TAC um, is going to be hitting post boxes around Australia. Um, so keep an eye out for that, please. And also, don't forget, you can also visit the member area of the website to download your e-copy if you prefer to read it on your phone or, or on your computer. The other interesting thing that's kind of happening at the moment travels back travels back in a big way travel can be a little bit of a a tricky thing when you have celiac disease or you need a um a gluten-free diet so if you are um on the move um please head to our website and go to the members area and view and, and download our travel fact sheets there's really something there that will support your your travel, whether it's, you know, you're going on a cruise or travelling on by train. Uh, we have airline meals, lunch on the go. There's like a tra- there's a fact sheet for everything. Um, we also have translation cards in over 30 languages to support you when you're looking for a gluten-free meal. Um, so please, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a great resource and if you don't find what you're looking for, contact the the helpline, the 1300 helpline, which is on our website, and our membership services team will be able to point you in the right direction. Awesome. It's all happening coming into springtime for Celiac Australia. Yep. Uh, How can listeners contact Celiac Australia if they have any questions, if they want to sign up as a member or make a donation? Yeah, so if anybody would like any more information um, about celiac disease, the gluten-free diet, or they're interested in joining, um, you can go to our website, which is celiac.org.au or you can call our helpline, which is 1300 458 836. And we have um, some lovely membership um, team there available who would yeah, love to have you help you and have a chat. Fantastic. Penny and Emily, thank you so much for joining me here today, and I'll speak to you next time. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me here on a gluten-free podcast. If you're enjoying it and think someone else would too, please share it with them. Also, I'd really appreciate you giving a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on. You can find me on Instagram at a.gffamily or send an email to aglutenfreefamily at gmail.com. I'll add all this info in the show notes. Until next time, bye for now.